Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to the brand new series of Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermud. This weekend we popped along to a very special event in the calendar, the Food and Drink Festival of 2020. Yes, two packed days at the Villa Marina Gardens saw thousands of people attend in the glorious sunshine to try out and see what's on offer from the local producers. Oh, that was a beautiful weekend, Kiri. Welcome back to Countryside and our listeners as well. Uh, We've all been keeping well on the farm, but this week it's all about uh, that busy weekend. We've got so much to pack in. We can't get it all in this week's programme, Kiri, can we? But great to see so many people at that uh, event, wasn't it? It was absolutely wonderful. The people were there by the thousands, literally, weren't they? And the atmosphere was just uh, fantastic. There was no other way to describe it. It was just exhilarating, wasn't it? It certainly was. We spoke to people involved in food production, uh, the selling of food, beers and ales, all you'll hear in the next half an hour on Countryside. One of the first people I spoke to uh, was Alan Tier from Balakelly Farms, Balakelly Meats in the north of the Isle of Man. They were there with their stand. I asked Alan how things had gone. It's been going very well. Fantastic numbers in yesterday, fantastic numbers in today. The sun's out, we should be at home working, but we're up here serving a bit of good old Manx food out from Balakelly Farm that's been raised, slaughtered up at the meat plant and then brought back to Balakelly to be processed into burgers hog roasts, you name it, we can get it out of an animal. Yeah, and what what, what have you got on here, uh, beef and uh, and lamb? We started off with a hog roast, yeah. got a load of the hog roast done, put it back down underneath and finished off while we cooped up some, actually it was mutton, some well-aged mutton, got that up, served that out. We're back onto the hog roast now with the remains of the mutton, but we're still knocking out beef burgers, lamb burgers, the odd sausage here and there, and a little bit of bacon. What sort of feedback are you getting from the, the people that's in? I haven't had my head up. <laughs> I haven't had my head up above me, <laughs> above me waistline to know today. Um, I had one complaint. About what? It was far too much on the portion. Really? It was. I couldn't believe it. So I took some of that off for him and uh, he went away happy. <laughs> well, listen, it's fantastic that you're here supporting this event. And as you say, you know, you, you vouch for that. Um, the, the promise that it's from the field to the yeah. farm, you know, the animal yeah. from to our the fields, fork, isn't it? From our fields, back to Balakelly and back up to here. Yeah. Well, we'll let you get on. Good to talk Very to good you. Very good to see you. Thanks, Simon. Well, Mark Matthews from uh, Tears the Butchers, you're here with the uh, Isle of Man meat stand as well. Yes. Yeah. Glad for the sit-down. Look at it. It's uh, very busy, this one. It's been really good. Most enjoyable. We've got a close connection with Isle of Man Meats. We buy all our stuff from Isle of Man Meats. Bring, very rarely bring anything in. Uh, stuff I do bring in is probably chicken. That's about it, really. But no, the show's been really good. Well organised. Unfortunately, people had to queue quite a bit, but someone put it, said to me this morning about um, the show this weekend, yesterday and today. It's the biggest event that's been held in the whole of Europe, apparently. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I suppose... I think it is. I think it is as yeah, well. Yeah, nice. But but it's it's nice. I mean, are, are people asking questions uh, about the the meats and where is it coming from? Oh yeah, Mark? yeah. I mean, we, we, since since COVID, I mean, we've obviously been very very busy. But people realise by buying buying local produce, it's, it's it just helps everybody. Helps everybody in jobs and everything. Every, every aspect of it, of it all, really. But, um, but I just want to plug out of my meats all the time because I mean through the COVID period they were very busy as well and they were very very helpful with us because we were very busy and I'm sure everybody else was 
Yeah, and it's it's seen a lot of changes over the years, but you'd like to hope things were looking up, Mark. Yeah, yeah, things things are definitely definitely looking up. I mean, one or two places I've heard of fair said mm, people have stopped buying local in some place, but not with us. We've we've carried on, and we've obviously we're at the shop. We're a lot busier than what we were before the COVID. But having said that, the shop has always been busy anyway. But noticeably, since everything's getting back to normal. We are quite a lot busier than what we were six months ago. But again, we were still busy six months ago. Yeah. And one thing I always notice when I'm up walking around Parliament Street and all that, you see people with their bags from other supermarkets walking around, and I always say, oh, where are you going now? You know, bags full of shopping. Oh, we're going for tears to get our meat now. Which It's always encouraging that, where they're, you know, they're doing shopping otherwise, but they're going to there for the meat. It's nice, isn't it? Because it's a good product. I mean, that's, we, we do pride ourselves in, in as I say, in, in Mike's product from Marlowe Meats. Both Chris and I, we try and give everybody who comes into the shop the best of what we can get, uh, and we can't do any more than that. But what the, what the people, what uh, Alaman Meats do is give us that produce, and it's it's, it's excellent produce that they're producing for us, and as well as the farmers as well. We've got to take our hat off for the farmers because they're they're produce, they're the ones who actually produce the stuff, uh, and doesn't doesn't happen overnight. It takes a while to do it, to get it spot on. Well, you've been at it a long time and you've seen a lot yeah. of it in your days at Tears, Mark. Yes. And uh, I suppose, is it one of the best it's ever been lately? What's that? The, the, the show? Well, the, well, the, the, oh, the butchery the, trade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, as I say, we've, I've, been, I've actually worked for, the, worked for the company for 45 years and we've never, ever been as busy. Never been as busy. Uh, I don't think so, personally. But, uh, no, it's, 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 it's good. There's things have changed more and more people are buying local produce there's no doubt about that it's more noticeable with our shop anyway excellent all right we'll let you crack on mark good talk to you and you thank you very much indeed well let's get a a quick chat with the manager at the isle of man meat plantsville parsons uh mark's praised everything to do with the local produce around here today and you've got that smile on your face as well yeah i think it's good uh it's, it's great in this tent today you look at the quality of the product it's true you know, coming off the island and everybody in here supporting it, it's really good as well. Yeah, well, people coming in now, you can see them just in behind the counters there now, you're bringing more stock in. and it, It's it's an event that people, I suppose, a few months ago weren't sure what was going to happen. This has gone ahead and to greatest success. And it does give the people a chance uh, to get something local product that they may not have tried before. Yeah, I mean, we're... We're actually showcasing some newly packaged product. Uh, obviously, you can buy it all on the island, uh, imported, diced and minced, but we're actually dicing and mincing Manx and selling it as Manx through tiers here today just to showcase it, really. I mean, I suppose from the last 15 or 20 years, I've had a marked sort of uh, noticeable difference in the amount of people that seem to be... Uh, Learn and more about cooking produce from from scratch in a way instead of ready meals. Yeah, I think people have gone back to basics and starting to uh, cook from the very you know the base of everything, getting everything in fresh and trialing and learning as they're going along. And it's been successful. You can see that by the amount of uh, sales increases we've had of Manx product during this you know COVID period that we've been through. Yeah, and so many people, there's so many cookery programs and things on the television. People are a bit more, I think, bolder in, in trying maybe a different cut or a different type of meat this day and age. 
Yeah, I think it's all about education, you know, and we kind of take our hats off to the likes of Mark, who will sit and take the time to explain to people what the cut is, where it's come from, and what you can do with it. Um, you know, we've got a quality product. We've got all these farmers out there that are producing top quality animals. So, you know, it's great for us to process them and pass it along to the butcher for further processing, like to the housewife or husband. <laughs> well, anyway, it's been packed. I'll let you get back to do some, uh, some more work with the customers. It's good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Well, Peter Quayle from the uh, Central Marts. Um, Hello there. Nice to see you at the Food and Drink Festival. Yeah, we're very lucky. It's just an amazing crowd. Uh, the, the weather makes it, and, but then nobody's got anywhere else to go, and it's just, I think they've reduced the price a little bit, which has helped. It's just great to see so many people. Trying to say the Manx are tight? <laughs> Some of them. Maybe yes. the ones on the north. <laughs> Sorry about it, no. That's fine. Um, the the marts itself, you're more familiar, of course, with the auctioneering at the at the central marts at Nokalo There, I mean, are they still going ahead? Uh, yes, we've been very lucky. We've got we've had three really busy marts. Uh, the ram sale went well, and went last week, uh, we saw a lot of sheep and ewe lambs, a lot of breeding females, and there was good trade right through. So, uh, the Manx farming goes on, and it's great, just great to see the, the crowd at the mart and. Uh, without having to worry, you know, everybody's careful, but uh, when you see things happening away with masks and everything and they're restricted, we're so lucky over here. Yeah, is it is an advantage to us, Peter? Is, it, is this why they've been so well supported, do you think? Um, I think the fact that the fat stock are um, doing a pretty good job, the prices are better than they've been for some years, so that's making it reflecting on the prices of the breeding stock, so it's giving farmers a bit more confidence, and the fact that uh, there's no staggers and they, they seem to be doing a good job. Yeah, and you just hope that events like this, uh, which we're lucky that they're going ahead, um, gives the, the Manx public a, a chance to, to see what's on offer on here on the Isle of Man and keep it here. Well, uh, everybody's uh, queuing to eat and drink something and uh, there are lots of good Manx products and we are very lucky that the Manx people generally are, are very good to support Manx produce and uh, they like to think that they're helping the whole industry and helping the island. Uh, and the next March to, uh, tomorrow, oh, is it? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Wednesday. We've got... Uh, 100 store lambs and then there's uh, some good cattle coming from Orosdale and uh, Chris Quayle and Michael Kelly so there's something happening for the next few weeks and soon we'll be into our suckler sales and that's always busy. You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kerry Kermode and myself, Simon Clark, looking back to a very successful weekend at the Volumeria Gardens at the Isle of Man Food and Drink Festival. You were busy, Kerry, working and trying to get bits for Countryside as well. Um, there was young and old there, which was good to see, and the young farmers put on a good show. As they always do, Simon, the young farmers there had a fantastic little marquee full of all sorts of interesting uh, things to keep the children entertained. I caught up with uh, Nikki Kane and Steve Corrin to see what was going on. Nikki Kane, well, you're inundated with children here in the Young Farmers Marquee. What are you up to? Um, we're just making some butter. So we've got some cream from the Alaman Creameries and the kids are putting them into little tubs and shaking them until they make their own butter. Well, that'll be some workout. How long does it take? Um, about five to ten minutes, I think. So I'm assuming they're running a little bit of energy off because today has just been fantastic for all the families. 
Oh, it has. There's just so much in it. It's so nice to have a little bit, something a little bit for the children so they can enjoy it and then lots of other um, lovely foods and um, local produce for them to enjoy. And who would have thought it would be so busy? I know. They were saying yesterday there was like over 8,000 people. Just can't believe it. And it's so nice to see all the children running around enjoying it and seeing all, all the produce. Steve Corrin, obviously this is the Young Farmers Marquee and Nikki there busy with her butter making uh, classes. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a class in itself. Watching Nikki do that today. She's uh, very well practised at it by the look of it. Um, I'm, I myself have been doing the planter bowl for all the children. I genuinely didn't realise there were so many kids on the Isle of Man, but I think there must have been 80,000 children through the door today. <laughs> um, every one of them planting a crocus bulb. So if um, the entire Isle of Man is now covered in crocus on the Isle of Man, um, blame Nikki because Nikki was the organiser of it. But the kids are having such a good time. It's been a fantastic day so far and hope, hopefully it'll continue. But it is lovely. The young farmers are known to get out and in the community, interacting with everybody. And like we don't have too many livestock in attendance here, but what an opportunity to use local produce and to have the basics of the environment come out. It is. It's been very good today. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the kids that have come in have been asking what we're all about and where they can see the animals. And they've been signing up. We've had new members sign up today for different clubs in different areas. Um, just because they want to see more of what we're doing here today on a bigger scale and want to get involved in the countryside. So it's been very good for the young farmers in general having this here today. And I suppose we don't know how long this COVID situation is going to last. So finding things to do on this island has been at the forefront of every parent's mind at the minute. Yeah, as you know, with, with COVID taking over this year, kids are looking for something extra to do. Parents are looking for th things that they can send their kids to. Uh, which I think is going to be a, quite a good influx of members this year that's going to bring them in. Um, and as you know, being an ex-Jung Farm yourself, Kerry, like we're good to take anybody under a wing. All the waves and strays are welcome. Um, but no joking aside, we are, we are always looking for members, um, although we have got a good, good amount at the moment. We'll always take everybody in. And as you can see today, there's a lot of events which um, the kids can get involved in. And like you say, it's non-agricultural as well. You don't have to be an agricultural person to be involved with young farmers. As I say, you don't have to be a farmer to be a young farmer. And people from all walks of life come through the doors of the young farmers. Um, it takes into account things that people don't really uh, think about, but such as public speaking events, uh, the Young Farmers Concert every year which if you can be in any way on stage perform and dance and sing and if you want to get involved in that sort of thing we are there to take it on as, a, as an amateur society ourselves <laughs> well like you say that is one event that we will be looking forward to and i suppose now is the time to get enrolled uh, for the concert it's only around the corner march yeah the concert's coming up soon enough um, i know it's next march time just next door in the gaiety theater uh, but by Christmas time, people will be in full swing, getting ready, uh, getting prepared, getting their ideas together and getting writing and, and practising. Um, before that, we'll have the Christmas tractor run. So hopefully, hopefully the tractor run will get people out of the woodwork. They'll see what we're all about with that as well and our fundraising that we're going to do. Um, and that might get more people encouraged to join the Young Farmers for the concert time as well. Nick Kane, well, congratulations. The best stand by Noah Bakehouse here. And you're busy handing out something that looks quite lurid, but sounds like it's very tasty. Yeah, some people think it looks a bit like a, um, a sausage, but it's actually uh, a beetroot bagel. Very Ooh. vivid flavour, uh, vivid colours. All our bread this weekend, we've, we've tried to give real vivid colours and, and make the rainbow for the NHS. So uh, that's the whole theme behind our, our display this, this week. 
And that obviously swung the minister, Geoffrey Boot, on winning the best stand. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, we were really pleased, really pleased. Very shocked, um, but uh, it's nice to see, you know, the effort we put in gets uh, appreciated. And it's a massive team effort. The, the entire team back in the bakehouse have just been absolutely buzzing this week, coming up with all these creations. We set them the challenge. They rose to the challenge and, yeah, it's paid off. And the people here are just wax lyrical about everything we've put out so the feeling is absolutely amazing it is really really good but i don't think anybody's quite prepared for the amount of people that are here nick absolutely not no yesterday was uh we were we had a queue from uh 10 to 10 the, the place doesn't open till 10 and the queue is still there at half past five when the <laughs> show actually closes at five so um wow yeah. That's incredible. The people are wanting to support these local industries, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. And we're all supporting each other. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really working well together with uh, lots of other suppliers around here. Where, you know, people have come to us that, in a little bit of a panic, they needed bread. We've supplied them with bread and we all look after each other. It's, uh, it's great to see and really bolsters the, you know, the, Manx, uh, the, the, the Manx way of life. It's great. Jeffrey Boot, well, what a weekend we are having here at the Villa Gardens. We, we couldn't have asked for better. Well, the weather's great, uh, the produce on show and the stands are great, and the people are great. I mean, I can't believe it. Yesterday, I think we had 8,700 people through the gate. We normally get that in two days, so... Uh, that is phenomenal, absolutely pent phenomenal. Pent-up demand, I don't know, you know, but it's great. Yeah, yeah well, this is it. And you had the really difficult task yesterday of judging those stands. How, did it, how do you fare up? Well, it's very difficult. Uh, you know, whatever you do, there's going to be some disappointed people. And I have to say, a lot of the stands, or all the stands really, but some in particular, uh, were very well presented. And it was a difficult choice to make. But uh, And who was the worthy winner? Miles at Noah Bakehouse. And uh, for various reasons. Um, but uh, he, 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 he just stood out a little bit extra. But like you say, everybody is championing Manx produce. It is so great to bring that produce to our local people. And it's so important to this island. Well, it is. And I think COVID sort of proved that we need local resilience. But it was an, not an excuse because the producers stood up to the mark. Um, but it, it meant that people were sampling produce that they wouldn't normally buy and having it delivered to their door in some cases. Um, some of that's stuck and uh, uh, progress uh, is good. But obviously there will be some... Uh, regression as time changes but shows like this help reinforce the message that not only is it good for your health to eat local food low food miles semi-organically produced in many cases grass-fed and all the good stuff low food food miles good for the environment as well so you know what is there that's wrong about that i mean it's the right thing to do well, it is a, a food and drink festival, and uh, Ross Barnes, uh, you, you're in charge here of the of the refreshments and beverages, are you? Yes, that's right, and uh, people are being refreshed very well at the moment. So, what's on offer in the, in in your marquee? This is all Manx produce, so it's Manx beers, Manx ciders, even a Manx lager, uh, along with the the Manx gins and vodkas and rums. We've been familiar, I suppose, with the in the olden days as I call them the, the Castletown Brewers the Oakles Brewers going, the Bushies big names in them a lot more trying on them and more so with the real ales that's been but you, you mentioned lagers being produced and spirits as well yes yeah lager is by Bushies so it's been around a while but they've just um, sort of revamped it and made it even better uh, spirits are, are being made obviously by Fenodri and also Seven Kingdoms have their, their spirits out now yeah. and 
what sort of feedback do you get with the support for the locals? Yeah, everybody's enjoying it. Yeah. They like it. It's a, it's a very good product and it's, it's a very high standard too. Yeah, and what's your, your favourite tipple? Me, I, I like a Manx cider personally. Yeah? Yeah. And they, they get them available as well on the island? Yes, we have a wild cider in bottles as well as on, on draft and uh, yeah, it's a very popular drink. Yeah, well it's... Uh, Yesterday and today, the weather's uh, come down on you, so I suppose, I suppose it helps. It certainly <laughs> does, and in, in true Manx tradition, they are drinking as well. Yeah. Well, excellent stuff. Excellent. Thanks, good to talk to you. And you, thank you very much. Janet, you are part of the organising team of this great event. It's been an absolutely fantastic couple of days, but it's an interesting part that you do, is getting the actual customer feedback. You're running a questionnaire to see what's important to the people that are attending. What, what kind of things have you found out? It was just such a lovely opportunity to go around and get positive feedback from everybody. But one of the things that really stood out to me, our local producers managed to help them over the hard times during the pandemic. And that most of the positive feedback that came out of that was people to come back here and say thank you to everybody. The way they obviously had that support from, obviously, our local companies over here. And they were very thoughtful and thought that was a great opportunity to come back and just say thank you and see people face to face rather than just... You know, seeing them through the way they've interacted, obviously at that point it was that social distancing, but now it's getting to see people closely and have that opportunity to express how thankful they were for helping the local community over the hard times. And that was it. It was hard times. So many local producers stepped up and filled those gaps. You know, they diversified their business into you know, doing deliveries or making their product accessible some other way and obviously turning their, their shops into, I don't know, safe havens for lots of other producers to deliver their products. Like you say, we are in a really, really brilliant position, aren't we? Absolutely. We're in a very fortunate position and it was just great to see so many local, so many members of the local community to come along and just be you know, express their um, gratitude to everybody, which is obviously a great way to sort of demonstrate and obviously help our local economy either way. Well, let's speak to the lady in charge, the executive marketing officer for DEFA, Lucy Verdon. Uh, how's it gone? We're on the second day of it now. It's packed again. It is, yeah. I mean, we're absolutely astounded by the number of people who have come down to support all of us um, and support all of the local producers and businesses who are really working hard to make this happen. Um, I mean, just look around at the moment, the number of people through the doors again today. Um, the sun is shining. Thank you so much, weather gods. <laughs> um, and everyone's having such a great time. The nice thing is people aren't just walking around. There's loads and loads of tables, places for them to eat and loads of Manx produce uh, for sale here and they're all trying in different areas of it as well which is encouraging. Yeah definitely I mean there's so much going on so um, I mean at the moment what are we lunchtime so there are lots of queues for all sorts of the, the in the uh, catering village in particular but you've got lots of people sampling in the produce marquee we've got the theatre going on all day long with all sorts of producers um, giving talks and demonstrations locked an experience over there with some live animals and uh, they brought the loom down from Laxey Woolen Mills there's the children's activity marquee just there as well, um, so plenty for all of the family to do. Um, and we've really tried to help uh, support the event this year by making it half price for adults and it's free for under 16s. And you know, after the year that everyone's had, I think it's so nice to be able to have this as an opportunity to come together and, and just celebrate and have a good time. Yeah, when, when was the sort of final decision where you thought, ah, it's going to go ahead? Uh, that was the very end of June, sort of coming into the beginning of July. So really, I mean, we, we'd ordinarily go across the year trying to organise it. Um, 
but then uh, we've done it in a couple of months, so it is possible, um, and I'm so glad that we did. Yeah, and how much support have you had from the local businesses for this? The support has been endless, um, and you know the feedback that we've gathered from them so far um, since we opened at 10 o'clock yesterday has just been so positive. We've had comments like, you know, the busiest sales they've had ever. Um, one stall even said busier than TT. Um, so it's just incredible, really, and they're all such a pleasure to work with. And uh, we're just really fortunate to have this opportunity to gather in what is probably the can I say the biggest event happening in the British Isles right now? Where else in the world can you do this at the minute? Yeah, and what, what sort of feedback have you had from, from the general public coming in? They're loving it. You know, I mean, you only have to look around at the moment and see the smiles on everyone's faces. Uh, especially, it's really great to see the children engaging. Uh, we, we're trying to push the whole, or sell the whole uh, story of Farm to Fork, and there's a bit of education throughout every stand. Um, so that's really quite a special sort of element to it, I suppose. Um, they love the opportunity to be able to sample new products, to see what's going on in the island. And to be frank, most of them have just really enjoyed the opportunity to come and sit in the sunshine, try something they maybe haven't had before, um, and enjoy a weekend off after a busy week. Yeah, and it's, you rightly said there about the youngsters of today, um, there is plenty of education for them, and that's going to be the future. And they learn so quick when they're at that young age that they're going to take these experiences with them to when they're older as well, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. That's what we think is one of the most important sort of... uh ethos behind the whole festival obviously we're all about celebrating what is local or anything that is locally produced and sourced food and drink um, and to get children passionate about that to, to begin with I think is really important so for them to come to an event like this and to soak up all of that atmosphere I just think it can't do anything but help. Yeah and of course food and it's drink as well and uh, I've had a chat with the guys in the refreshment tent here and it's surprising how much local local uh, uh, beverages and uh, alcoholic beers and, and ciders and, and spirits are available on the island now, isn't it? I know. Do you know, this, this island is so small and yet there's so much passion and drive and ambition and entrepreneurialism that comes from it and in both the food and drink sectors. So, yeah, you're right, you know, we've got spirits, we've got ales and ciders and uh, sparkling wines and um, all sorts that are available from the Drinks Pavilion this year. We've even got a couple of drinks producers in there themselves. So, and again, a great opportunity for the public to come down and, and connect with the people who are behind those businesses that they love. I know that this year has been very strange and all of these local producers have done so much to support the general public throughout lockdown, um, you know, diverting, uh, diversifying their businesses so they could do home deliveries and all sorts. And uh, I think it's great for the public to have that opportunity to come and, and connect with them. Yeah, I think it kept everybody sane as well, something to do, didn't it? <laughs> it did, and something to lift spirits, you know. Um, I mean, even talking about the drinks producers, you know, who are delivering to people's doors or um, making little packages that uh, even if it wasn't necessarily food that you needed as part of your staple diet, it was something to look forward to. As you, no one could go to restaurants, so you had them delivering to you. And I think that's really special. It shows, I mean, the, the Manx community how we, we do it best, really. Indeed. Well, congratulations to you and your team. You've done a fantastic job. Oh, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure.
Well, some great feedback from some of the organisers of the event. And finally, Lucy Verdon, the the marketing executive, I think, for DEFA on that job. And, uh, you know, taking over the reins and doing a wonderful job. And very, very happy about how things have gone, Kiri. Lucy's very, she should be. <laughs> Lucy's very passionate uh, about a smooth running of the Food and Drink Festival alongside Audrey Fowler there. Um, Ten years plus in organising a fantastic event and it's grown and grown and this year was just huge. It is and uh, we haven't had time as we said to squeeze everything in so next week's programme uh, we've got uh, a bit of a trail from the Lockton sheep from the fields uh, to the tweed jackets that are available as well Kerry isn't it so you can hear all of the interviews in full if you go to Maxwell's website and go to the podcasts you'll hear longer interviews and we'll be back next Tuesday with more from the countryside so from me Simon Clark and me Kerry Kermit see you next week at 6 bye 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 bye